Hey, welcome to PT Snacks Podcast. This is Casey Hogan, your host. And if you're listening for the first time, what you need to know is that this podcast is meant for physical therapists and physical therapist students who are looking to basically grow your practice, but also just in bite-sized segments of time. So today, what we're going to be covering is the ACL. You may have heard of it once or twice before, the anterior cruciate ligament. And this is in the knee. So why is this important? Well, for one, we kind of need it to stabilize the knee joint because it helps to restrain the tibia from anterior force. And then it's also a primary restraint to tibial internal rotation. It's also one that is pretty commonly injured and it's almost fall. Fall sports are starting up and we're likely to see an increase in people who play football, soccer, basketball. And then also in January, when everybody goes to ski for their winter break, probably going to see some more ACLs in the clinics. So we need to know how to treat these patients effectively. And in order to do so, you need to have an understanding of what exactly do we need it for so that we can help protect it in the future with our rehab and also just see, is it involved in the first place? So what is the ACL? Well, basically it's a strong band of connective tissue and collagenous fibers. So I'm about to use a lot of big words here. It originates from the anterior medial aspect of the intercondylar region of the tibial plateau and extends posterior medially to attach to the lateral femoral condyle. So if you're looking at your knee right now, take your finger and try and figure out, okay, what's anterior medial on the tibia and posterior medial to the lateral femoral condyle so that you can wrap your head around it if you're visual like me. Um, Or actually, let's be real, I'm kinesthetic, which is ironic that I'm doing a podcast. But anyways, it has two bundles. So you have the anterior medial bundle and the posterior lateral bundle. And the anterior medial bundle is going to be tight in flexion, but the posterior lateral is going to be tight in extension. And the neat thing about this is it forms an X with the PCL, hence the name anterior cruciate ligament. Cruciate means cross. Okay. So very important for helping with rotational stability in that anterior translation we were talking about before. So how do we injure this? So in the ACL, it's actually most commonly a non-contact injury. And this can happen from a sudden change in direction, rapid stopping, if you're jumping or landing abnormally, a direct blow or deceleration with running. And typically these patients might describe a pop or that your knee buckles. They're going to have a lot of swelling, loss of range of motion, and obviously some difficulty with walking. So let's say these people are going into your clinic before they get like an MRI to see what's going on, or maybe you're doing on-field coverage. How do you know when something's wrong? There's several tests that are used to see if the ACL is lax or not in contact anymore. There's the anterior drawer, the pivot shift, and the Lachman test. So for the anterior drawer, like how you do this is the patient's in supine with their knee flexed to 90 degrees and then their foot's planted. And then basically you're going to grab their proximal tibia with both hands and just pull anteriorly. It's going to be positive if there's excessive motion or instability And the thing about this is the sensitivity is 92% and specificity 91% in chronic patients. Really not all that great for acute ACL tears. And the reason why is in chronic patients, there's going to be less effusion, there's less pain, muscular protection. And, you know, some research will say there's possibly even some progressive knee laxity due to the failure of the secondary restraints. So if you're on the field, this may not be your first choice. In the pivot shift test, the patient's also going to be in supine, and you as a PT or surgeon will hold the leg 
with the knee in extension and flexion of the hip to 20 to 30 degrees. And then you bring the tibia into internal rotation with valgus stress. And while you're flexing the knee, you're looking to see if there is a clunk, which would be a positive test. This specificity is 98%, which is pretty awesome. But, um, you know, this, this test is described in research as quote unquote unpleasant. So patients are not going to love you for doing this test and they'll do it more so in the OR to make sure, um, as they're testing out the ACL for surgery, but, uh, clinic wise, uh, you're probably not going to make a lot of friends doing this test. Now that leaves us with the Lachman test. So in this test, that patient's in supine with their knee flexed to 30 degrees. And then the PT or whoever is doing this test is going to stabilize the distal femur in one hand and then pull the tibia towards them. And it's going to be positive if there's increased anterior translation. In this test, it's a sensitivity of 77% and specificity of 94%. So something to keep in mind, these sensitivities and specificities in research when I was looking at all this all kind of depend on a lot of things. Like for one, in the patient population that they're doing this, are they under anesthesia? Well, anesthesia is going to increase the accuracy of these tests pretty considerably, especially in women. And you can kind of gather this yourself. Like if you were to do this test, are you going to be 100% accurate every time you do it? Is there going to be a lot of muscle guarding? There's a lot of things to consider, but essentially in terms of context, the Lachman test, you'll probably see the most of in the clinic. Pivot shift more so in the OR and then anterior drawer. It's going to be more so for that chronic tear. This is just kind of a bird's eye view. All right, so hopefully you understand what the ACL is, how we injure it, and what you do to see if someone has injured it. That concludes this episode. So if you have any questions at all, feel free to reach out at PT Snacks Podcast on Instagram or ptsnackspodcast at gmail.com to email me directly, or just you can pop over to the website at ptsnackspodcast.com. The goal of these is to be helpful. So please let me know if I can help you out. If you have any questions about these things, I am all ears. Other than that, I hope that you guys have a great day and until next time.